Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colo. Hi there. Welcome to Embrace Your Strengths. I am excited for you to hear from Clint Hudson. I met Clint recently as he was leading a podcast class as a part of our church's creative community here in Austin, Texas. This class was one of many offered during this four-week series. I gained so many nuggets of practical inspiration during our time together. A bonus was getting to get to record an episode in the recording studio with Clint. I could already tell that Clint is someone that has been living out his strengths for a long time. As we chatted about his top five strengths, it was so fun and encouraging to hear especially how his strategic and activator strengths have paved the way for a wide variety of things he has started over the years. You will hear about his podcast with his wife, Amber, about leading worship, mentoring young athletes. I also loved hearing about his dream to write a song that would be sung in heaven. Very inspiring. Be sure to listen to the end to hear how you can listen to his fun podcast and other things that he is up to. Hope you enjoy our conversation. Welcome, Clint. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Oh, this is so fun. Clint and I have just met recently. I'm in the podcasting class in the creative community class classes that are offered at our church, and it's been so fun. I am already learning so much. I hate that I had to miss last week, but it's a privilege that he'll talk with me about his strengths. So yeah, Clint, I, I've i just enjoyed the class so much. I'm just soaking up all the things. And even if the first week I was taking notes and like new things I can do to help make this podcast better and love hearing about you and some of the things you've been doing because I've been listening to your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Which is very fun. But I'd love to um, just start with you just telling what your top five Clifton strengths are. I know you just recently took it, right? Yeah. So I had no knowledge of this coming in. So I've done a couple other strength assessments and things like that, but never the Clifton strengths. And so this is all new to me. So some of this, I'll tell you what my top five are, and then you have to tell me what that means. Okay. Okay, cool. So my top five are strategic, activator, ideation, self-assurance, and positivity. Okay. Well, you know, as I think about Clifton strengths, I've been doing this and meeting with people for almost 10 years, and I love just talking to people about their strengths and helping get a little more window into who who they are, how they're wired. And I know, like you've said, you've probably done a lot of different things, but just not this particular assessment. But for me, I'm just so motivated to help people understand how great they are. And like I said, I've just gotten a little glimpse of things that you've been doing and even what you're bringing to this class. But yeah, I'd love to hear, I know like you said, you probably didn't get to even read the descriptions about these, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I, totally assumption of what an activator is or ideation or all of those things. I feel like I know myself right. relatively well. So there's nothing on here that's like a massive surprise to me, just when it comes to like my top five strengths. What was it? You said a word uh, before we started recording, 
that you said that all of these categorize into like a specific thing, right? It's called a force of nature. Which I like that. And the reason I like that is because, do you remember the movie Twister from like the 90s? Oh, yeah. That's like my favorite movie. <laughs> so I, I, so you said I'm a force of nature. So it's like a tornado. That's what you're envisioning. But not like a bad tornado. Just like one of the good ones that picks up the cows. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are there good? Are there really I, good tornadoes? I don't guess so. I because it's still somebody's cow, right? No, my daughter lives in Tornado Alley, and I don't like that. There's so many tornadoes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that how I would feel about living in Tornado Alley, but still, I love the movie Twister. So, Force of Nature, I'll I'll take that. Yeah. Well, like even that description for listeners that might not really understand is when someone takes this assessment. There's you get your top five strengths or talents out of 34 and it's really an assessment that helps helps someone to think see like this is what I'm good at and I want to do more of that like focusing on our strengths not our weaknesses so that's the the basic premise of it and so many people you know in companies and schools use it and it's just a great tool but there's different quadrants kind of how the 34 strengths are divided up and there's the connecting quadrant how you relate to people the mobilizing quadrant, how your how your talents move others to action, and then the energized quadrant are talents that are used you use to motivate yourself to action. And then the other one is reflective quadrant. And those are talents that you use to process information. And so two of yours, strategic and ideation, are in the reflective mm-hmm. quadrant. So you're thinking about all kinds of things and those are probably your lead foot, like strategic is your number one strength. Right. And even as I listen to some of your podcasts with your fun wife, which are so great. What What's the name of your podcast again? So our podcast is called Wish I Would Have Known. And it's uh, myself and my wife sharing stories, uh, crazy stories of things that have happened to us, but also just some wisdom and knowledge of things that we wish we'd have known. Wish we'd have known about marriage or about parenting or about following Jesus or about Disney. We're doing a whole series on Disney because everybody wants to go to Disney and they want to do it right. And so right. we have a million things that we that we wish we would have known about Disney. So we're share all those types of things. And ends up being uh, really funny stories because we find ourselves in some interesting situations. And that's that's the premise of the podcast. Well, I've loved the ones I've listened to. I mean, that underwear story. <laughs> Can you just tell that real briefly? It's really funny um yeah yeah uh so i'm gonna tell you the whole thing so you have to go listen to it so for your listeners that have no idea and they just heard about this podcast i tell a story about how i was in grade school at one point and my wish i would have known is i wish i would have known about static electricity at one point when i was in (laughs) elementary school because i threw my dallas cowboy sweatshirt in the dryer to make it warm early in the morning before i went to school i pulled it out I wore it all day until it's time to go to recess. <laughs> I lined up to go to recess. I took the uh, the Dallas Cowboys sweatshirt off, and a pair of my mom's underwear fell out. And it, <laughs> it had been static clung to the inside, and I didn't know it. Um, the rest of the story is that I kicked the pair of underwear under uh, another girl in my class and pointed out and said, ooh, <laughs> she dropped her underwear. So I'm still repenting for that. She's probably still in counseling for that. Yeah. Um, but it's a great story, and it's worth a good listen. That's great. Well, yeah, so back to your strength. So... Your strengths, I guess your positivity, and I want to hear more about your podcast, how you think your strengths line up with why you love doing that. Yeah. But um, anyway, then, so 
So your talents are two in the reflecting, one in the mobilized quadrant, and two in the energize. And you don't have any in the connecting quadrant. And so that's what's called a force of nature. As you put all these together, kind of like as you drill down the core of who you are, you're called a force of nature. Tell me like more how you think that describes you. Yeah. So it's interesting to listen to some of these things and hear you describe it. Because it, not that I don't uh, value connecting with people, but in a lot of ways, I, I value how I can serve them and what I can do for people. And so being, being positive, being strategic, creating good ideas, I consider myself a creative. I, I like to write songs. I produce podcasts. I, we have a, a YouTube channel from when we lived at Disney World for several years. But the whole purpose of all of those things was not to create content as an artist. It was to create something that benefits other people. Strategically. Yeah, strategically benefits other people mm. and to be a positive force. Uh, during COVID, when everybody was on lockdown in the whole world, we would, as a family, our family is extremely musical. You know, me being the worship pastor here at Austin Ridge Bible Church and recording artists and all this different stuff in the past, we wanted to put something out into the world that was beneficial to people. So we did these Disney song mashups with all of like Amber and myself and the kids. And we would record these things and send them out. And it was just like this little bright spot. But also, I recognize how that served me. As mm-hmm. well, because I would go crazy if I wasn't doing, doing something creative. creative some, yeah. Yes, I had to do something that had purpose affixed to it, I guess is a good way to say it. Well, in ideation, each of the talents have like a little natural statement, and ideation is naturally creative. And that's what's so interesting, even as I've talked with other people with ideation, because I think I didn't really know that about that idea of a strength about generating ideas, but the fruit of it is, like you say, is being creative. Absolutely. So, so strategic, activator, ideation, self-assurance, positivity. Self-assurance, let's double-click on that one. Not When I talk to people, and I've talked with a lot of people, that there's such a small percentage of people that have self-assurance as a strength. So, what is, what is, what resonates with you about that? It says that people are naturally confident. They move forward in the face of fear. They take the first step. They're confident. Yeah, I would say all of that really does describe me. I'm trying to figure out maybe what the genesis of that would be. But I would say that the way that it fleshes itself out is I, I can make very quick decisions and interpret a lot of information very quickly. And then when I've arrived at what I think the solution is, that's the solution. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. And I will chase that with a you know, passion of a of a million tornadoes. Like uh-huh. <laughs> I'll go after that thing. And so I'm very confident. And so I'll I'll equate it to like the spiritual journey. I I'm able to discern and listen to the Holy Spirit. And when I feel like the Holy Spirit's um calling me to act or to do or uh, or to speak, uh I feel like I can do that really authoritatively because I'm just I'm confident that that's the direction that he wants me to go and that's what he wants me to say and that's what he wants me to do. And so I guess that's how that manifests itself in me. Now that's not to say that I don't have the same hang-ups that everybody else does where mm-hmm. they're like look at themselves in the mirror and they're like you don't you don't have what it takes or the the those things. That still that stuff still plagues me as much as it would plague anybody mm-hmm. else. And but I would say that 
I practically find myself to be really confident when it comes to decision making. Well, and then you put it together with activator, which is similar, similar, but different activators taking the first step. And those people, they don't like to sit around and wait for the decision. They're just like going ahead with whatever needs to happen. You, You ever had anybody on the podcast that's a really, really, really good starter, but not a super good finisher? Yeah, I mean, I've talked with a lot of activators, and we haven't maybe gotten into that particular point of it, but I think that does happen a right. lot. You want to know something crazy? I didn't finish reading my first book cover to cover <laughs> until I was 30 years old. Are you serious? I'm dead serious, Barbara. <laughs> like, I will see a book, like, yep, going to read that, going to be so good, and I'll start reading it and then distracted. Mm. Or like, I don't know, I just don't feel like finishing it. And so there's some people that are just, they have a passion for reading. They love to read. And I do love to read, and I love to learn. But I will assess in the midst of that if it's worth the rest of my time. Right. And if it's not, I'll just leave it unread. And so I literally, I remember being 30 years old and reading a Bob Goff book cover to cover and i was so proud that i that i finished it i love to start things i love to take the first step but finishing things that's just totally different yeah i have a lot of books that aren't quite finished at my house too (laughs) it's not one of my strengths though well as you even think about strategic and activator those seem like strengths that are like that you start a lot of things and I think that you have started a lot of things in your career. Can you tell me about some of those? Yeah, I'm I'm a builder by nature. I love to to create things, um, especially when I identify a problem. I love to create a solution. And so, there was a season in my life where, uh, specifically, I was praying that God would break my heart for a specific people group. I was ready to make a career move. I'd been leading worship for I don't know ten years at the time on staff at a church. And felt like God was calling me to do something unique and different in the next season. And so Amber and I committed ourselves to praying that God would break our hearts for what breaks his for a specific people group. And so that that fleshly that, that fleshes out kind of the way that it sounds. It's like almost like we're ready to go in the mission field. If God calls us to go to Guatemala, that's where we're going to go, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And God specifically broke my heart for athletes that get trapped in a performance-based identity. I myself, not an athlete, I'm a skinny jeans wearing worship leader, uh, (laughs) but I understand what it means to be trapped in a performance-based identity where my value to the people around me is, is wrapped up in what I do for them, not actually who I am. And so I saw that problem. I recognized that the performance-based trap didn't start when these guys were professional athletes. It started when they were student athletes. And so I founded a nonprofit organization called 12th Man Ministries that did mentorship and character development for student athletes. And so we would intersect these student athletes in their formative years when they're starting to run out into the lights for the first time on Friday nights Mm -hmm. to play football. And we would provide them with access to mentors that were there just to know who they are, to make sure that they felt noticed, known, and loved, and cared for. And a lot of our mentors were, were professional athletes themselves. And so it's just this natural fit is an incredible model, and we were able to, to uh, make a lot of impacts around the world through that ministry, which is still running today. One of those mm. things that I, I was able to start and then hand off hand to somebody off to someone else. else. Yeah. So with it with that organization, I get to be like a silent board member essentially now. And silent meaning I don't show up for the board meetings because I'm just like, yeah, go for it. You guys got it. <laughs> Which is really fun. But that was something that I just really felt compelled to start and 
so grateful that I did. That is so exciting. What a what a need that you met and that people didn't even know they had that need. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it's um, it's been really cool to see the the ripple effect that it's had, and byproduct of that, another problem that I didn't know that there was is you know you've heard that maybe you heard the statement before is the best way to learn is to teach Mm. so for these mentors them going and helping to do identity reconstruction for some of these kids and help them to know that they're noticed known and loved for who they are not just what they do that really helped a lot of these guys that were mentors who were trapped in this performance-based identity in their own career field Mm -hmm. um, is super helpful for them to know that when the creator of the universe, when God looks at them, he doesn't see their trophy case and he doesn't see their rap sheet. He sees the work of Jesus that was done for them. And so, so much of this um, statement for them, you know, who you are is more than what you do. It's not about who, ultimately who you are is informed by whose you are. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Jesus, the price that he paid on our behalf gives us the confidence to say that who we are is noticed, known, and loved by a holy and set-apart God. And it's because of the work of Jesus that we get to say that. And so it was incredible to see, you know, young adults and teenagers, but, you know, grown men in their uh, in their career field to be able to identify that as well. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. Thanks. That's exciting. Were there any other things? I think, again, I think what I've heard, your list is long of just different things that you've started. Oh, man. Let's see. Here at Austin Ridge Bible Church, we, again, we'll state the problem again. The problem with singing worship songs that we sing every single week is we are completely dependent on other people to write the songs that we sing as a church. And so, granted, there's some phenomenal hymns that are hundreds of years old that uh, that tell incredible truth about the Lord and who he is. I look at my role as I'm accountable to God for the praises that I put on the lips of his people. I get to tell our congregation what to sing about hymns. I need to make sure that's true, make sure that it's it's um, it's good. And so, but I realized that we're dependent on the the elevations and the Chris Tomlins and the Bethels and everybody else to write the songs that we sing, but that doesn't necessarily tell the truth and the full story about what God's doing here. And so I started Austin Ridge Worship, ARW, to write songs to tell the story about what God's doing here at our church. And so actually it's funny as, as of the day that we're recording this podcast, Austin Ridge worship just jumped up to a hundred thousand streams on Spotify for the first time. This just with our first, um, our first single. And so we're really, wow. really excited to see that God's taken these songs that we've produced and recorded truth that we wrote for our congregation to sing. And he's taken it and kind of blown it up to the, mm. to the ends of the earth, which has been really cool to see. That's exciting. Well, as you think about just all these different things that you kind of have your fingers in or ideas about and help get launched, what what really excites you or motivates you the most as you, I mean, I, I know that's kind of a tricky question, but I think about just these amazing strengths and how God's wired you and you've been living out just who he made you to be, but it there's always something new around the corner, but what? Is there something that you think, wow, I'm really so passionate about this? All right. So we'll go like deep into like the theoretical um, idea of creation. So throughout scripture, it talks about heaven as a place where people are singing. Angels sing and where we we join and we're just singing constantly to the Lord. And it just kind of got me thinking one day, what are they singing? All right. So are are they singing 
songs that are exclusive to heaven or are they singing songs that we get to bring from here as a part of this creation? And I don't fully know the answer, but it made me it, it set it set for me a star so far out in space that I don't I don't think I'll ever touch it. So it's the thing that I'm chasing. I want to write a song that's sung in heaven. Hmm. That's that's this like almost impossible. I don't know if I can do it. Now, granted, I mean, I think I, there's probably some evidence to say that yeah, there are songs that that are sung in heaven that are written here. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Like that's that's human words that were penned. Those human words are created things that try their best to articulate a truth about a creator, knowing full well that they're going to fall short. We can't use created things to try to even really attempt to to explain who our creator mm-hmm. is. Um, but yeah, that's that's like this impossible goal for me. That's the thing that I want to see do. And so if these, you know, if I happen to have these this five gifts, these these strengths, uh Maybe those are some things that I can use to to help to, yeah, write that song. To help for write heaven. that song. Mm-hmm. How cool to think that like you write a song that's so true and so honest about who God is that it's sung in heaven mm. to him. That's that's the lofty goal for me. Mm-hmm. That's neat. Well, I know even as I think about kind of my motivation in talking with people about their strengths, it's like, yeah, I want me and you and your wife and I mean the people we know to be in that jet stream of mm. how what our part is to be glorifying God mm. in that amazing way. So I love just getting a little taste of that of you just having that vision and really that's how we should all be of thinking Lord how can you use who you made me to be for your purposes. Yeah, fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. And and if we're a part of the body of Christ, that means that we, in, in the human body, there's function in every single part of the body. And so truly knowing what part of the body you are mm-hmm. helps you to understand your place in the kingdom and in the body and how you can function. I want to be the best toe I could possibly be or whatever, whatever right. that is, you know. If God's created me to be that, I want to make sure that I'm I'm doing that so well. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I know we just kind of skimmed over the top of just who you are and these strengths and kind of a little bit of how that's been playing out. And I'm excited to think about what that means for you in the future as you have so many ideas, but a lot of tracks that you're able to implement these things. So thanks for taking time to chat with me about your strengths. Yeah, and, thank you. Um, thanks for inviting me onto your podcast. Like, this is so much fun. It's really cool. And you, you you said something early on about being fearfully and wonderfully made. And I don't do a good enough job of looking at myself that way. And so that's, uh, that's encouraging to remember that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made by a creator who is so intentional. And so the skills and the strengths that I have are for my good and for his glory. Yeah, so, that's great. We'll have one tiny last question. What has brought you joy lately or put a smile on your face? Mm. Oh, okay. I'll tell you a crazy story because that's what I do on my podcast. So uh, Amber and I, we go on walks most evenings. So we'll uh, eat dinner with the kids and then we'll go out on a quick walk. And one night I was telling her, I was like, hey, I'm feeling a little bit burnout. You know, I'm just constantly writing songs and, and, there's, and, and work and family. And I need a third thing. I need a thing that's not work or family or creativity to focus on. 
And I was like, babe, I really, really feel like that God wants me to play golf. <laughs> and that was her response, too. Ooh. And I was like, I'm just telling you, I don't I don't know what it is. I just feel like the guy wants me to play golf. And so I pop into uh, I pop into church the next day and uh, just happen to tap on on Brad, our, our lead pastor's door. And I walk in and he's like, hey, man, somebody just gave me these brand new Titleist irons in this golf bag. I was about to text you. Do you want these? Oh, and I'm like, it's a sign. And I'm like, yeah, totally. I want them. That's crazy because I was just saying that I want to go play golf. He's like, hey, well, here's a new putter, too. You can have this, too. And then uh, I I go back to my desk and I have a text message from a friend that says, uh, hey, hey, do you want to come meet me out at Spanish Oaks tomorrow, which is like one of the most exclusive golf courses in the Austin area. And I was like, well, yeah, absolutely. So I go back home to Amber that day. I was like, babe, I got a brand new set of golf clubs, a golf bag, and I'm going to play Spanish Oaks tomorrow. I told you God wants me to play golf. So that's the thing. Honestly, it's brought me a lot of joy. It's been really fun. To be out there and have that funny little anecdote that like God wants me to be here for some reason. Yeah, that's I've never really had joy from playing golf before, but all of a sudden I do. Well, there's a purpose in it, and totally. Who knows who you're gonna golf with and chat with, and a- absolutely the beauty you'll see on the golf course. Yep, you're that's right. That's great. Well, thank you so much. One last thing: How would people follow your podcast or anything else that? they might like to know about what you're doing because I know you're doing so many things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So personally, you can find me on Instagram at the Clint Hudson. You can find our podcast at wish.podcast on Instagram. Uh, The podcast is available everywhere you listen to podcasts. It's just called Wish I Would Have Known. It's predominantly yellow and there's a picture of my wife and I can't miss it. We have two full seasons of content with a lot of cool guests and a lot of crazy stories like the one I shared earlier. And we'd love for people to uh, just stop off and tell them or tell us that they came from here. It'd be awesome to really see that connectivity of, oh, yeah, hey, I know Barbara. And I listen to Barbara's podcast and pop on over to wish.podcast. Great. Well, thank you so much, Clint. Great to be with you today. Awesome. Thanks, Barbara. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.